listeners, and welcome back to Talks with Together We Care Fountain Hills. We realize it's been a long minute since we've released some episodes, but we are very excited to get back into some important subjects this summer. With that said, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rory Wilson. I am one of the founding members of TWC, and I work as our community outreach liaison. So if you've ever sent us an email or message on social media, chances are you've talked to me. I would also like to take this time to say that I am white, and just as all of our fellow white listeners, I am always learning, so never feel afraid to call me out. And as a reminder to my white counterparts, don't overreact when a non-white person does call you out on your racism. Microaggressions do exist, even if the racism is not direct or intentional. Things are said and done, and we need to be held accountable for them. We also need to be willing to listen and not talk over those who are holding us accountable. Moving on to today's episode, we're not quite going to jump right into a specific subject just yet. Instead, we at TWC would like to take this time to give a little refresher on what Together We Care is and our mission, and what we have been doing since our original March last June. One thing we've noticed when people reach out to us to schedule a meeting is that they don't always know our story. So, how did Together We Care come to be? Well, I'll tell you that you can ask any one of our founding members, and we will all say the same thing, or something similar. And that is that none of us ever had the intention of starting Together We Care. Really, we just wanted to show Black members in Fountain Hills that they are seen, heard, and valued. And not just black people in Fountain Hills, but in other communities too. That's why we first started with posting flyers on social media about having a protest in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to pretend that none of you know what happened after that, but things definitely seemed as though we had already crashed and burned. We received so much backlash, especially on Facebook, which we did expect, just not quite on the level that we received it on. So, after formerly grouping together, we were suddenly a lot more organized, and between the ages of 18 and 21, nine young women started Together We Care. You could almost say that the backlash motivated us even more, and at first, it definitely concerned us, as it would anyone with people saying they'd run us over with their cars or follow us around with quote-unquote their guns locked and loaded. We canceled our protest within less than 24 hours of our original announcement. And within the next six hours, we already made plans for our new march. More organized than before, we started social media accounts and an email, and one of our founders even created this cool website for us. Though it seemed like the whole town was against us, people contacted us that we didn't even know existed before, just to show their support for us. We met with officials, interviewed with a few reporters, and talked to local interest groups. And you know what? We had our march, and it was way more successful than any of us ever would have imagined when we first posted our announcement. Now, if you haven't figured it out yet, our mission is within our name. Together, we care. Our march rejected the usage of societal privilege to advance only oneself, the inhumane treatment of black Americans by law enforcement, and the silencing of the new generation. Together, we recognize our own privilege and will use it so that we can effectively care for one another and help uplift the black community. 
We want people to know that every voice in our community deserves to be heard, and so we aim to uplift those that have been historically silenced. Whether it was just going to be the nine of us creating a small but safe space for our Black community members, or the whole 250-plus people that marched in solidarity with us on June 25th last year, together we would show Black people around the world that we do care. After the march was over, we felt like we only started a long overdue conversation in Fountain Hills and wanted to keep talking. We also wanted to take a moment to really recognize some of the lives lost to police brutality and those that were silenced due to white supremacy within the past few years. So, in addition to our social media accounts, we had a small vigil. Though, with COVID, we weren't sure how many people would be willing to show up to a virtual event. But for those who did, we were very grateful to have such wonderful speakers and listeners. We continued the rest of our work by educating people the best we could about pressing topics in the news on our social media accounts. And if you haven't noticed, sometimes it is hard keeping up with everything we want to talk about while being full-time college students. So we apologize for not always keeping up with the news that may be really important to some of you guys and educating others on it. But just know that we are always here for you all. We also partnered with a local church in town called the Fountains United Methodist Church. We were so happy to be offered the opportunity to lead the 21-day racial equity challenge for the youth, while leaders from the Fountains UMC took charge of the adult group. From there, as the school semester started for us, we just decided to stay on social media as much as possible in addition to sending out our weekly newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website. For a time, we did work to put together a small food bank just to stay away where one of our founders, Sharifa, lives. With the help of our many supporters, we were able to raise over $350 to deliver boxes of food, toiletries, and feminine products to households that were significantly impacted by the pandemic between the months of October and March. But we have decided to take a step back from that for now, but as usual, we will be sure to keep you all in the loop. In October, we also met with Peggy Oliveria, who has worked as a social worker and psychotherapist, in addition to being a mentor to sexual assault survivors. We were glad to talk with her on her YouTube channel, Courageous Conversations, and talk about TWC and how it impacted us on the individual level. Then, a few months later, we were contacted by Jenny Davis the coordinator of the Biophilic Fallon Hills Project, and we started a partnership. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our partnership page on our website to learn more about the Biophilic Fallon Hills Project and how we aim to help them with their mission. Right now, we're starting to pick up the pace again with summer just beginning. Still, we're sending out our weekly newsletter, which if you haven't already, you can subscribe to by going to our website and scrolling down on the homepage and entering your email in the subscription box. And as always, if you have any particular topics you think we should discuss in our newsletter or on social media, be sure to send us an email or DM. What we're most excited about right now is also probably the most obvious, and that's that we're releasing new podcast episodes. Seeing as this one's more of an overview and maybe kind of boring for some of you guys, 
I can assure you that our future episodes will be way more interesting. Now, I know our website can seem confusing at first sight, but let me go over a few things with you all really quick. First off, the URL for our website is twcfountainhills.weebly.com. You can also find this in our bio on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This will take you directly to our homepage, where we post important announcements. Right now, we even have a little submission box for those in our community or other supporters who want to make their voice heard and will be published in our newsletter. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Now, if you look at our website, we have a few different sections. There's Advocate, which is where we have all of our TWC-related articles and biographies from our main organizers. Donate, which kind of speaks for itself, but we have various Arizona, national, and international organizations, which you can donate to. Educate, where you can find all of our TWC written resources, along with a collection of different media lists for you to better educate yourself. Partnership, which I touched on earlier, but it's the page where you can go in order to learn more about our partnership with Biophilic Fountain Hills. Who We Are, which is essentially our About Us page. And Pressing News. Now, Pressing News is our most recent edition, and it's something I wanted to talk about a little more in depth. As of recently, we've been focusing on the Israel-Hamas crisis. For some of you, your immediate thought might be something like, how is this TWC-related? Aren't you only focusing on black people? How does this affect us? Going back to our mission statement, Together We Care aims to uplift the voices of those who were historically silenced. Yes, we do have a particular emphasis on black voices and what's happening in and to the black community. This way, we use our privilege the best way we can to help others. But we also aim to educate people on the things where other people are using their privilege to take advantage and oppress others. For years, the Israeli government has been taking more and more Palestinian land, which has resulted in thousands of families and individuals being displaced, forcing them to leave their homeland and take what little bit of their culture they have left with them. Make no mistake, Zionism is very much responsible for the ethnic cleansing of the, the Palestinian people. Side note, Zionism is the Jewish nationalist movement that aims to make Palestine a Jewish nas- national state. With that said, just like any other religion and race, just because a group of people associated with a larger group does something wrong doesn't automatically make all other of those people bad too. In layman's terms... Just because the, what the Israeli government has been doing to the Palestinians is horrible, that doesn't mean that every single Jewish person is bad. Anti-Semitism does exist, and it needs to be talked about. Now, you might be thinking, well, the Israeli government is only trying to protect their citizens from Hamas. Well, like I just said, one group does not speak for everyone else. Yes, what Hamas has been doing to Israel is just as bad because they aim to wipe out all Jews from the Palestinian land. But here's something you need to keep in mind. The Israelis have been forcing citizens not associated with Hamas from their homes. They've been mass arresting people by the hundreds, and they've killed thousands of Palestinians in less than a century. 
more damage has been done by the Israeli government to Palestine. Every couple years, the so-called crisis gets worse. And then Israeli and Hamas agree to a ceasefire. And then a few years later, it happens again. Palestinians, every single time, suffer the repercussions much more than anyone else. But this is so much more than a crisis. It's a series, a multitude of human rights violations that have, that have transpired over decades. And that is why we want to talk about it. Because we, as a country, are so used to covering up our own tracks and making excuses for violent actions against other human beings. Another thing I want to touch on that isn't yet on our pressing news page, but will be soon, is something a little more recent that 100% affects Arizonans. Well, at least in our eyes, it does. Alongside the Arizona Department of Corrections, Rehabilitation, and Reentry, Arizona has decided to bring back gas executions to death row. The formula they're using is one that we all know too well, using primarily hydrogen cyanide. You know, the same gas that the Nazis used throughout the Holocaust to exterminate over one million people. To give a little more perspective in Auschwitz, the Nazis used their gas chambers to kill approximately 6,000 Jews each day. Another side note, if you don't know what anti-Semitism is, this is it. And you really need to start looking more into it because prejudice against Jewish people is still very prevalent and still very much a problem. Now, about 30 years ago in the 90s, Arizona voters abolished gas execution, though the state's gas chamber still remained. States reported that it could take as long as 15 to 20 minutes for individuals to actually die from gas, some taking longer. The Equal Justice Initiative noted a particular case that left a man in a state of agonizing choking and gagging for over 18 minutes, according to a witness. Accordingly, only six other states still permit gas executions. Alabama, California, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. Arizona already has two inmates scheduled for execution by gas, and 17 others have been deemed as eligible for death row in this form. Now, if you need me or anyone else to explain as to why this is completely inhumane and wrong, that could be a problem. A lack of empathy or just a genuine lack of moral values would showcase that. And that's exactly how our state officials are. Quick shout out to Governor Doug Ducey, Attorney General Mark Brenovic, and Department of Corrections Director David Shin. It's who they are as individuals. They lack care for basic human respect, and their moral principles are non-existent. And no, that doesn't make them Nazis. Only the Nazis will ever be as bad as themselves. But they are using Nazi blueprints of how to essentially torture a human being without touching them. No person ever deserves that kind of death sentence. Hopefully you all learned a little something in those last two segments, or at least gained some perspective. Of course, we have a lot more on our website, so don't stop educating yourself here. For now, I do hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I really hope you're excited as we are for our future releases. Thank you for tuning in today, and if you have any questions about what I've talked about today, be sure to leave a review on our, of our podcast on your preferred listening app. 
My name is Rory Wilson, representing Together We Care Violent Hills. Thank you, and have a wonderful rest of your day.